Welcome to the Soul Liberated Life Podcast, where you come to activate the remembrance of who you are, unlock the gifts you're here to offer, and unleash the co-creative experience you're here to love through. I'm your host, Jody Rodenbaugh, sharing deep wisdom and life intelligence through my life and death experiences, and through my gifts in liberating and expanding powerful soul-led leaders and your lineage. Every episode holds timeless wisdom and potent messages to call your soul back home and into her wildest dreams and deepest desires. Just strap on your headphones, breathe into your heart, expand your mind. Let's go. Hey, hey, everyone. I've got Megan today. Yes. Really, oh. we're going to, yeah. we're going to just be and whatever comes <laughs> comes out comes out I like to yep. keep these really freaking natural and just like mm-hmm. a conversation because that's always. how I roll yeah always <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how I roll mm-hmm. Megan has Megan's a busy woman Megan has a lot going on Megan is a power freaking house mm-hmm. she has let's just let's just kind of talk about things Megan is Megan does so Megan is a therapist she also runs a practice with do you have like six practitioners five therapists total but we need to hire so it'll be six soon (laughs) five to six and two interns so yeah two interns that she's running it's a big show in her therapy practice and she's also a coach a parent Mm -hmm. coach for highly sensitive children for Mm -hmm. parents highly sensitive children which i have one of those i have a couple of those but one that's extreme Mm -hmm. highly Mm -hmm. sensitive yeah and and it works when you work when you work the process and really understand their emotions so Mm -hmm. megan is all of those things we met through our business mastermind Mm -hmm. and megan as you can tell she she gets things done she makes things happen. <laughs> Megan, do you, so one of the things that we didn't talk about last time that I want to bring up is, do you remember talking to me about, like, there's some statistic around therapists and their divorce rate, and you're like, F that, I'm not going to be one of those. Do you remember that conversation? I do remember that they have, a, that therapists typically will have a high divorce rate. I don't remember the numbers because that is a learned skill. So it's not right. for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, at the time it was large. It was yeah, rather it was like, large. You know, I don't want to speak on my ass, but it was like 50% or something high, like really yeah, high. And I was, was like, really high. you know, yeah. Not going to be one of those. Nope. Nope. nope and nope. Megan is someone that is on the growth trajectory. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's what I consider to be someone who creates exponential growth. So we're constantly growing, constantly changing, constantly evolving, which can be really scary in relationships sometimes because it feels like, oh my God, would you just catch up? (laughs) (laughs) So what the people want to know, Megan, is why on earth would a somebody with your background, somebody with all the intellectual knowledge, somebody who does this desire support in her marriage and mm-hmm. around e- an emotional experience and to create this 
more exceptional partnership? Yeah. So for me, uh, and I think I alluded to this or, or spoke to it last time in our brief chat, <laughs> a little prelude to today, it, it's, it was very important to me as I chose to design my life that I did not leave anything behind. And, you know, mm. in, in terms of being very effective at business, being very, very effective as a parent, it was not something that I, I was not willing to sacrifice my marriage while being really great at those things. Mm. And so one of the things that I noticed mm. over, over the years being, being married was that we were, we were not operating together as a team and I played a big part of that. And and so it was there, there were times where my husband and I were like on completely different pages, but I was critical of that. Yeah. Or if, you know, things weren't going on my timeline because my timeline is like usually supersonic. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the reasons why I married him was because he helps bring out play and, and fun in me, mm -hmm. spontaneity, et cetera. And, and one way, one of the ways that I was raised and well, I should say one of the values that was reinforced in and, and growing up for me mm -hmm. was, was like, you don't, you don't play, you work hard, play hard. So like, you don't play until it's all done. And yeah. so that was very important to me to not teach my daughter. And so I knew all of how to do that. Yeah. But I was not effective at doing, at honoring my husband's value. And so instead it was like, you know, we can't rest, relax, enjoy each other until all the chores are done until yes. all of this is done until all extra Y Z is done until work is done. You know what I mean? And so it was just mm -hmm. like no balance in my life when it came to my marriage. I had a lot, I had put structures in place to ensure that I was very effectively balancing my daughter's needs, but I was not effectively balancing my needs in my relationship, nor my husband's needs. So mm -hmm. I knew I needed help to get out of that because I was, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. Right. Right. And, and generally speaking, we can't, we can't see our own forest from the trees because we have this pre conditioning that sometimes is systemic, sometimes is ancestral that has literally been passed down. This is the way we yeah. do things. Exactly. <laughs> this is just the way we do things. And then right. when you want to make a conscious change, you're still operating from this old system and these old processes that are completely outdated. Automatic thoughts. Yeah. Automatic. Yeah. It just wasn't working to change the dynamic at, at the, at the speed that I wanted to, at the level mm -hmm. that I wanted to. Yeah. And my daughter was suffering because of it. And, and that was unacceptable to me. Right. Right. Absolutely. So the thing that, you know, I wanted to point out in this conversation is that being love genius is not about coming from this place of, oh my God, I need some help. I need Jody. I, we need something, but from a place of, I desire, I desire to not have this kind of relationship that we're having. And yeah. it's really difficult when things aren't so bad to like step up and step in it. But what are, what are kind of the, the symptoms that you saw in your, in yourself, first of all, or in your marriage that you were like, something needs to change here. This is, this is an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. If we don't make some changes. 
so it's funny because you said things aren't so bad, but to me, they were bad. They were really bad. And, you know, just bottom line is if we hadn't worked together, I think a little bit before this time last year is when we, when, when I enrolled in your program, we would be divorced during coronavirus. Like I would have, like, we would not be together. I don't wow. think we would have I survived the pandemic. I don't, I don't think we would have survived the pandemic together. Just knowing and so we'll dive into that. But in terms of symptoms, I yelled at my husband in front of my daughter and that was it. I will not do that. I will not do that. And it was just completely unacceptable to me to lose emotional control mm-hmm. and have my daughter witness that. Mm. And so I will tell you that my daughter was not necessarily witnessing it. She was either asleep or you know, there were times where we would get in an argument where my, when my parents were visiting and so she was playing with them in a different level of the house. But and so the, the arguments probably were, I don't know, once every three months, every six months. But to me, that was unacceptable. Right. And to get to that level, you know, to the point where I was yelling. And where you my felt daughter out of control. It sounds like. Yeah, that's really what it was out of mm-hmm. control. And, and not capable of, of figuring out how to turn it around without blaming him when like, I'm the one yelling. Right. <laughs> so like, <laughs> hello, mirror face, like, right, right. <laughs> who's in, you know, who's, who's, who's in charge. Right. And so, you know, especially based on my values, based on my professional expertise, based on what I help parents not do for their children, mm-hmm. it was completely out of congruence, like just not part of my identity to do this and, and maintain it. And have that and have that be a lower standard for myself mm-hmm. and lower my expectations for myself. And so, you know, you say not that bad, but what that led to was lots of questions around like, who, who do you think you are, you know, doing all of the work that I was doing? How, how do you think you can help people if you are this, you know, or if, if you have this flaw, if you're not fixing this problem, basically, but, and And so it was very important to me to act quickly and not let it get worse or that bad comparatively to other people who might be tolerating that in their lives for years. Yep. And, and, you know, just for my, you know, for myself, for my daughter, for my husband, because nobody deserves to be miserable. And that's something that I say a lot in my, in my work. And, and what that means is that in addition to to no child deserves to be miserable, which is one of the things that I speak a lot about, no adult deserves to be miserable. And so I need to walk the walk, talk the talk. And even just on a personal level, so, you know, take the business side out of it. How can I lead and teach my daughter that she is worthy of a relationship that is infused with love, respect, caring, and and mutual compromise and agreement Right. If 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 I'm not doing that? right in front of her face. Right. Right. I mean, or even not in front of her face, because one of the the big things that we work on through love genius is the energetics of things and how our children don't have to be in the same room. They Mm -hmm. actually don't even have to be in the same city in order to feel us because we are an energetic vibrational match to our children. So what we feel, they feel too. And then when they gain that conscious mind, because your daughter is young, she's three, is she three now? She'll be four in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Four, four in a couple of weeks. So, so she was she, not yet three when we started. Yeah. So she still has that subconscious mind, which is just mm-hmm. 
soaking in the feelings of what mom is feeling and those feelings that Megan was having, those feelings of feeling out of control around men, around the man that we chose (laughs) to have babies with, like, this is how we do things and Mary, this is how we do things. Men, whatever the things that Megan was speaking, whatever the things Mm -hmm. that Megan was feeling, these were the subconscious programmings that she was emulating from her into her daughter without Mm -hmm. her even knowing. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting, you brought up the whole quarantine and COVID thing. Yeah. And what people don't understand, if you don't understand, is that because we're dealing with systemic trauma, you know, global systemic trauma, that the things that are coming up now that are triggering us, that are causing us to like start arguing about things and start Mm -hmm. looking at them going, who the hell, what, what is going on here? These are things that also need to be healed. So did you guys have any of those experiences coming up through COVID? (laughs) Yes. And, you know, what I love about um, about this opportunity and to, to have the skills and have built the skills last last summer with you was that it shone a spotlight on our gaps. It shone a spotlight on where we were getting mm-hmm. complacent. Mm-hmm. And it was very easy to turn around. Hey, and I literally, we call it our Jody skills. Like <laughs> we're not using our Jody skills right now. And I will say <laughs> that I don't think I, I, I will say, I will admit there are some times where I'm like, you're not using your Jody skills right now. <laughs> so I'm not perfect and it's also true that I like we're completely different people I mean it's just incredible the way we relate to each other the way that we communicate the way that we solve problems together collaboratively I mean it's just night and day I love it I love it so it's not that once you get to this foundational relationship where now you are both not in your trauma brain you mm-hmm. can now receive a bit of that feedback without being triggered right. and re-traumatizing going yeah. you know you can say to your I, I tell my husband I want to be called out mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you out yeah if you're being a lazy lover I'm gonna let you know <laughs> <laughs> but we have that mutual respect we yeah. built that respect so that we have this partnership that we can we can offer that kind of feedback that kind of mm-hmm. coaching that kind of like hey wake up you yeah. coming with me because mm-hmm. i'm gonna need an oak tree when when we've when we've got issues going on out here that we don't know what's happening i'm gonna need are you coming with me yeah yeah. I'm going to need you to be the oak tree when I can't be the oak tree. And I'm going to be your oak tree when, when you're not. Yeah. And, and, you know, being around each other, like pro- probably more so than ever in our entire relationship. So we've been together, I don't know, 12 years married will hit, will be eight, eight years. When did we get married? Yeah. So eight years in August. But throughout our relationship, I was in grad school. He was in flight school. He was in Vermont when I was in Virginia. Mm. And then he was traveling once we were like local. He was traveling uh, like four or five days out of the week once we were 
this period of time is probably the longest time that we've ever spent like together. Yeah. And that worked really well when I was independent and like things to be done my way. And I didn't have to like talk about the things that weren't up to like how I wanted them to be because they weren't, they were like, it was kind of like an out of sight, out of mind experience. And once, you know, once that kind of came to a head last year where I was like, all right, even when we are around and together and you're, you know, there's things that I have expectations are that that are not being done and I'm communicating that in a really ineffective way, (laughs) AKA yelling at you. The, that, like I said, that was just unacceptable to me. And if we had not done that work, and then stayed stayed traveling four or five days out of the week overnight, or just like coming home and I'm working and, and so we see each other kind of two ships passing the night sort of thing. This, like being around each other, we just would not be effective and respectful at communicating needs. Like I would have been yeah. like, you're in my way. What are you doing yeah. in my office? Like, yeah. you know, get out of here. Don't you understand how important, like, it, <laughs> like the, the way that I would have communicated would have been like demeaning, critical, annoyed rude like you're annoyed like you're just in my way yeah (laughs) why are you you even here (laughs) yeah what do you you know what are you doing here don't you understand that I have work to do you know like my world (laughs) yeah yeah and so now like virtually seamlessly we have a system we have a system like his desk was I'm looking right here because his desk was right here but he's got another desk so that like when I'm in calls like we have two spaces and we're reconfiguring our house so that's you know he gets to use his regular desk I like assumed his man I think think that's a general thing going on is people reconfiguring their house right right now but it's not like reconfiguring out of demand and requirement and like how dare you and I can't believe you or like do you believe this guy or venting you know any of that jazz Uh it's like hey we gotta fix a problem let's do it Yes. And uh, and that's just amazing. Yes, yes. So why were, I mean, we are in the coaching world. So there mm-hmm. are a million different love and relationship coaches. There mm-hmm. are a million different programs. Mm-hmm. And what is always fascinating to me, the people that I love the most are the people that like, I didn't even know they were watching. I didn't even know they were listening to me. All of a sudden, they just want to pay me and do my program. So what what was it? Like, can you even put into words why, why you were attracted to this work that I'm putting out? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about how I came to that decision. So part of it was an emotional decision just in terms of your energy, right? Like the word that you use more regularly, but the joy, the laughter, the goofiness that I see as part of your personality was something that I wanted to see more of in myself. I know like it was not impossible to have, like like I said, do it really well with kids and, and my own kid, but around my husband, it was kind of like, let's get the business done first before we are silly which I mean what's the point of that if that's your life and for me that was the internal conversation I'm not trying to like judge people listening or whatever that was the conversation I was having in my like wait a minute is that what life is about no let's figure this out but I couldn't hear it when it was coming from him it was just bothersome (laughs) right I was like okay like fingernails on a chalkboard or something. <laughs> yeah. 
So it, it resonated to me that you had been there. And I think I joked a little bit. I was like, well, I was never as neurotic as you. <laughs> Your stories about like, you know, everything in the pantry needs yeah. to be oh, in yeah. this particular Labels. order or yes. like the towels need to be yeah. like, I'm like, I don't care. Like the towels yeah. are folded, fold them, fine. But, so my level, I, I always kind of joke to myself, my level of neuroticism was never at that point, but it was probably just different rather than not never at that point. You know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. It's all the uh, same, right? Like it's just relative. So right. it's not about the towels and how for you those know, of you who don't know, like the towels the dishwasher, to like a certain way for me, like <laughs> labels, I would literally get all like, and I'm, I don't have OCD or anything mm -hmm. like that. I just had this in me that if things weren't perfect and mm -hmm. things weren't in alignment, then my whole world was about to fall apart. If a crumb was on the floor because my toddler ate, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> it would be a freak, the freak out situation. Mm -hmm. And and this is just unresolved trauma that we're all mm -hmm. dealing with. And we don't even know. Yeah. So yeah. So your neuroticism wasn't as bad as that, but well, um, so, but it, but it spoke to me very significantly because my mom is like that. And so in some, mm. some way, she, like in terms of the cleanliness. And so I was like, okay, there's a potential here for me to, to, to get there if I don't fix this now. And I'm sure I'm like that in some other avenues that I can't see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really important. And then the fact that you, so like the fact that you were, discussing that joking about that I was like oh I can joke about my flaws like what yeah <laughs> like in a public setting wait a minute <laughs> and so or previous right because if you, you know it's a lot easier to joke when it's no longer part of your personality right, right and that was one of the things that I love about my husband is that he never takes things so seriously to the point where he can't take feedback and I was like hmm, how do I get there I definitely can't get there through him right <laughs> Right. And so, um, and so that was really, that was really, uh, that meant a lot to me in terms of choosing a coach. And then, um, and then it was also really important to me to speak to, and to work with somebody who so just kind of going back to, it's not silliness, it's, it's joy of life. It's enjoyment. Mm -hmm. It's playfulness, for, not from a place of like sugarcoating things, but from right. a place of like knowing that that's what life is for. I often find myself attracted to what, like I kind of talked about this before, like to, to people who are like hippy dippy trippy, because <laughs> I need to be pushed in that direction, but from a scientific standpoint, rather than like, oh, like every, like there's just sugar plum and rainbows and like, don't, don't look at it because it'll bite you. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And I, we're kind of talking in like vagities, but it's like, I'm going to, we're not, I'm not track. I'm not, I don't want to work with somebody who's going to crack jokes because it's fine. And like, it doesn't need to be fixed. Right. I want to work with somebody who will make light of something so that I can look at it. Right. And because it's not scary anymore to look at. Mm -hmm. And in terms of so my personality that I want to change, it was very important that you have a master's degree. You're well-educated. You value mm -hmm. raising children who are emotionally intelligent. You've worked with children in that respect, I, I think really helps, um, helped me relate to you because we could speak the same language mm -hmm. as well as understand that some of my behavior was childlike, right? Like yelling yep. is, um, is, is a, a, a behavior that is 
not in emotional control. And so Mm -hmm. it is not, it it does not match my chronological age. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of the maturity that I wanted to exude more regularly. And that showed to me, you know, that you'd be able to speak, speak my language, but also teach me something, right? Because I've, I've read books about addressing my marriage. I tried to do it myself. I tried Mm -hmm. to understand it from a psychological standpoint. I've read the Gottman books and things like that, where like main leading researchers on, on marriage repair work and on, um, on, on understanding like the five or the four key critical components that break down a marriage. I was like, okay, now reading the book, I was like, okay, great. I've got the information. Like I know what I'm not supposed to do, but the steps to get out of what I'm not supposed to do seem really high in the sky and difficult to maintain on my own. And so, mm-hmm. so it basically kept me in a shameful place. It's like, oh, you're not supposed to do this. And you know, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to do this even more so now that you've read more about it. It, it was kind of like, I knew what I wasn't supposed to do, but because yeah. I didn't have the skills to not do it anymore, I just brushed it off. I was right. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's too hard or it's not that big of a deal or, you know, well, so-and-so yells all the time or so-and-so is critical in this way. It was never my personality to like, compare myself to someone who was struggling more than I was and think that what I'm doing is okay to keep doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me unpack yeah. this a little bit. So there's a couple <laughs> of things here that what Megan is saying, first and foremost, is that what you saw in me that I'm hearing is a, a well-balanced human. <laughs> yeah. Somebody right. who has the intellect, but also has the embodiment between the masculine side of the intellect and the knowledge and the actions and all of the things we've got a system we have a process yet i embody the joy i embody the flow i allow myself to have that experience because what happens what megan is talking about with the intellectual knowledge with all of the things is that we accidentally traumatize ourselves because we have we know what to do but our system is still programmed to fight, flight, or freeze. Yep. And what most programs or how most people go through the process is they just start with the skills. They start with the logic. They start mm-hmm. with the system. They start with the process. And what we do is we get into that subconscious programming that regulates and co-regulates all of that stress and trauma that is causing you not to be able to have a conversation that actually gets resolution. You got to rip it (laughs) out at the root. Yep. Comes out sexier. Is there anything else that you would like to kind of bring this to a close, I've got dog hair on my hands. To bring this full circle, is there any like last words that you would like to say of, of what it's done for you, what it's done for your marriage, or that you would just like to share with people to put you on the spot? Get out of your own way. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? We want right? to be right. Yeah. We want to be right. I mean, if anything is more clear right now is mm-hmm. the amount of people that have a major need to just be right mm-hmm. to prove mm-hmm. things right. and that's not that's not where love comes from love right. comes from hey i do me you do you and then let's have fun together yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. 
Honey, do you want to say hi to Jody? Be on the interview. Mike. Here, stick your uh, headphone in. Say hi. You're live. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm great. Great to see you. Me too. What words so of advice do you have for the men, men of Love Genius? It's so Mike, Mike did the program too. What'd you say? It's work worth it. it. It's, worth, it's it. worth it. Yeah. Yes. Talk about talk about the experience of me finding Jody. Well, like, what was that like for you? Tell tell people what I did. Like, do you remember? Really. I I sent you he's a link. In a different place we're gonna work now. with her. He's like, he's yeah. like, I don't even remember. Really different place. <laughs> This is his first live, so he's like, <laughs> no, he's been on the news before. Yep. <laughs> well, you work. look hot, Mike. No. Yeah, he's lost like 20 pounds. He's taking care of himself really well. I mean, like I said, yeah. pandemic, we would have been divorced in a pandemic, <laughs> but now like we're, we're amazing. So, um, so I sent a message to you, text message, right? I was yep. like, watch this. We're doing her program. Yeah. <laughs> You watched it. What yep. you what you said? I think you said like, sounds great. Like, what was your what was your initial assessment of Jody? Be honest and real. Like, she wants yeah full honesty. Don't That's hold what back. I am. Yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. Say what you say to me. Someone that's living in the wrong part of the U.S. <laughs> Stop it. No. <laughs> no. Tell her, tell her more. Californian trapped in Kansas. <laughs> She's a Californian trapped in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. My father-in-law. My father-in-law says that he's like, there you are talking California shit. <laughs> no, I, I think initially some of the stuff was kind of out there, but it, it actually made a lot of sense. And obviously is us guys like to be kind of bottled up and not be very like emotional and stuff. But I think kind of like over time you start to connect with them. You're like, Hey, this actually like makes a lot of sense. And if I do a couple things here and there, I can make a big difference. Mm -hmm. And yes. And I, I think in some ways what I've learned from the program has not only positively impacted, you know, my relationship with Meg, but even just being kind of a better human in general. That's right. Mm -hmm. Amen. It, and it really is. It's like sometimes just these two millimeter shifts that what I call create the biggest ROI ripple of impact in everything mm -hmm. that you come in contact with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yep. the juice. So, so Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to use my business acumen here in this conversation. You, you said it's worth it. What, what about it made it worth it? To, to me, just ultimately being able to kind of be a better husband, better partner and, I think what I've learned from it, you know, sort of the, the lessons last, last a lifetime. It's not just simply, yeah. hey, you learn something and it, it's a yeah. flash in the pan. It, the lessons, I think, they, they actually sort of last and they stick. So mm -hmm. it's, um, I think that's been a positive. It's, it's been, Megan and I, it wasn't simply, hey, we have like a quick flash in the pan, flash reality and we're kind of back to where we were like it's there's actually been like meaningful change that's yes. that's stock systemic yeah, yeah systemic. systemic change yeah yes Super that's important. what we do here ladies and gentlemen we mm -hmm. create generational systemic love and relationship transformation yeah Beautiful absolutely thing. yeah <laughs> you want to share how it affected your relationship with 
Mads? Yeah, I think it's helped me be a more kind of patient dad. So I, which I think is a, is a positive thing too. And Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because men are conditioned to systemically to not feel the emotion. So if my mm -hmm. child, who's a girl, is doing her thing, which is mm -hmm. to feel emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of emotions. <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's challenging to allow yeah. our, our girls to just have their emotional experience and trust that it's going to stop. Yeah. 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 And that the more we allow her to have that experience, mm -hmm. the more safe that she will feel with mm -hmm. us as men. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful observation about of that the other day. I don't know if you recall it, but I'll tell the story. Matt, our daughter was having a, she was having big feelings. She was frustrated about something. I was sitting on the couch and like picked her up, scooped her, held her like this and just mm. rocked her like that. This time last year, it would have been, I want mommy, give me mommy. Yes, like just, I remember. No, like total rejection of Mike. And be, just because there were a couple of dynamics going on. One, being an expert in this space, it's really hard to teach. <laughs> Right, like yep. <laughs> teach my husband without being like a top-down situation, right? Like without yeah, being mothering. mothering, right? Without being mothering, without yeah. being without being in a position of power, and finger tears there. Power yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm tearing because I I, I remember remember yeah. that energy, and I know that energy well because you're not the only man yeah. <laughs> who yeah. reacts this way. This is exactly. a this is systemic trauma that yeah. we are breaking. So mm -hmm. to just tap into that energy and, and that is what girls need. We need to feel that safety. It's safe mm -hmm. for you to express. And I got you. I'm your oak tree, baby. Here I am. Yeah. 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 So, and she just melted into his arms as yeah. he was like, just swinging her up in the air, being how tall he is. And, and she's just this, and she, she was just, you know, snuggled. And so what was wonderful about that was that like, even just like so many things about that experience just demonstrates how far we've come, you've come, I've come. And one, she didn't run straight to me Two, He, he was there, but let her it. come to him. Versus just like trying to there, there, make her better right away. Right. And then three, like she, she was able to melt versus like him just picking her up and bringing her to me. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. like, I can't like just the, you handle it. Like you I handle it. Like, I can't, I don't know how, like the, just your confidence level of being able to manage her intense emotions, which are developmentally appropriate for a three-year-old to have big feelings at yeah, totally. the, the frequency that she does and so totally. it, it's just weekly or something even less than that at this point and so which is in, incredible because she, the, the cries her mommy don't doesn't mean that mommy has to come it just means like she she's sad and upset and daddy can handle it and yep. not undermining his his level of support for her just by nature of either not feeling like he knows what to do or not being able to to trust that he knows what to do because I didn't feel like we had an emotional connection enough where where we felt 
I hate using the word same. in alignment. We felt like on, we were on the same page. Yep. Yeah. And so if I didn't feel like I could trust that level of vulnerability with him, yep. how could I exude confidence yep. in our daughter being able to do the same thing? Yep. And that how level you, of How can you even fear. relax? How can you be in the feminine if mm. I have to do it all? If I have right. to jump in and be this role and be that role and, and do this and all the things, we can't, we're not being able to allow ourselves to feel safe in that feminine role. Yeah. Which is what great. you guys have have learned to do because Megan by default is naturally very much in her masculine. She has all of the businesses. <laughs> she comes home and wants to be the boss and it was turning yeah. into this mothering energy that isn't sexy. Yeah. Nope. Mothering nope. energy is not sexy ladies. Nope. It's not sexy at all. Nope. But what I love, I, what I love so much about this is that it's clear, like in this work, it's very challenging sometimes to find these tangible outcomes yeah. that you can just express. But when I see these kinds of changes, I know I, there is not a doubt in my mind, in the cells, in my body. I had chills all over. Mm -hmm. that would tell me otherwise that you guys have not broken patterns that cannot be taken with you and right. to be passed on to her. Right. She now knows that men are safe mm -hmm. to express ourselves with and that mm -hmm. they don't have to do anything. They just need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Yay! Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for showing up today and talking with me. You guys have have a have a wonderful whatever wherever it is that we're going with all of the things. I know it's going to be better than where we are today wonderful because that is the law. All right, guys. Thank you to the Thompsons. All right, Megan. Much love to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, beauty. I hope you enjoyed today's transmission. If you found this valuable, we would love to know by giving us your rating and review. And of course, by sharing the good word with your people. To get closer access to me, come on over to IG at Jody Rodenball and search Soul Liberated Life on Facebook to enter our complimentary Facebook group. If you'd like to know how to partner with me for your liberation and deeper ways you can learn from me, just send me a DM on the IG or FB. I'd love to hear from you. Until the next episode, remember, there's magic to be unleashed inside of you and miracles beyond your wildest dreams ready for you to answer your call. You coming? <laughs>